it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Hi, my name is Enzo Garitano, and I'm President and CEO of IHSA, or Infrastructure Health and Safety Association. I want to welcome you to our inaugural or very first podcast here in this format. For those of you new to IHSA, IHSA, or Infrastructure Health and Safety Association, is a safe workplace association. We're recognized under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, and we're partners in Ontario's health and safety system. We like to pride ourselves on being the trusted health and safety resource for the construction, electrical utilities, and transportation sectors. And we're committed to improving health and safety outcomes for both employers and workers in these sectors. We're proud of our role in helping to make Ontario one of the safest places in Canada to work. This episode will focus on a topic that all our sectors are impacted by each and every day. And for that matter, most of Ontarians as well, and that is road safety and driving safety. We all have a role to play in sharing the road safely with other road users, whether you're driving for work as a professional class driver or commuting to work every day, working on the roads or simply using the roads recreationally. So our goal is to increase awareness and education around safe driving practices to ensure that all Ontario workers get home safely to their loved ones at the end of each and every day. This podcast on road safety is in collaboration with and supported by the Ministry of Transportation. So I do want to thank Minister Carolyn Mulroney and her staff for their help in getting very key messages to a broader audience in this new format. Today's host for the session will be IHSA's Director of Stakeholder and Client Engagement, Michelle Roberts, who has been working very closely with the transportation sector over the last couple of years to identify the greatest risks, risks in that sector and come up with practical solutions. So welcome, Michelle. I'm very excited also to introduce our very first guest joining us today on our first podcast, and that's OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt, who many of you will be familiar with. Sergeant Schmidt has been with the Ontario Provincial Police for over 20 years and began his career as a frontline traffic enforcement officer who later specialized as a commercial vehicle inspector and collision reconstructionist. These roles sent him through the greater Toronto area, attending and investigating hundreds of fatal or serious injury collisions. Kerry was promoted to the rank of sergeant in 2011 and worked at the Port Credit Detachment before he moved into the role of media relations. He is active on social media and is often seen and heard throughout the region, updating the media and public speaking about traffic safety. Many may also recognize Sergeant Schmidt as a key spokesperson and advisor on Heavy Rescue 401. He is a prominent voice advocate and ambassador among road safety partners, and in 2020 received MTO's Award for Excellence in the Media category. So congratulations on that. IHSA has worked with Sergeant Schmidt, along with the Fleet Safety Council, to raise awareness of road safety issues. We are very thrilled to have him join us today to kick off IHSA's very first podcast. So welcome, Sergeant Schmidt. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks again for your time here. And now I'll pass it over to Michelle Roberts, again, our host, uh, to carry on with today's conversation on road safety. Thank you, Enzo. As you noted in the introduction, in this episode, we really want to chat with Sergeant Carrie Schmidt from the OPP about road safety and discuss the ins and outs of sharing the road safely in general with all road users, but with a particular emphasis on large commercial vehicles as well. As you noted, it's relevant to all those who drive for work, whether you're operating a large commercial vehicle or you're driving, commuting to work uh, or sharing the roads just as a regular extracurricular activity. We want to hear from Kerry on his experiences, in particular on some of those high-risk driving behaviors or the conditions or situations he sees out on the highways. And importantly, we will be reinforcing safe driving tips on how to share the road safely. So thank you for joining us today, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Welcome. 
Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It should be a great conversation. If we could, let's start with some of those statistics. Can you share with us some of the numbers from 2020 and perhaps, you know, the number of collisions that were reported and investigated by the OPP? Yeah, absolutely. And it's pretty interesting. You know, obviously, we're all aware of the COVID pandemic that we're dealing with and how that affected traffic uh, throughout the province, throughout the country, really around the world. Um, typically, in years past, we would always have between 70 and 75,000 crashes on, on any given year. Uh, last year in 2020, we had 55,000 crashes, which is considerably down from where we were uh, the year previous. And obviously we all saw the reduction in traffic, people working from home and all the other uh, factors that go along with that. Uh, but unfortunately, we also still saw collisions and we also saw a lot of aggressive driving uh, out on the roads, uh, you know, passenger vehicles and drivers just being, um, you know, not not consistent with what the rules of the road and how we share the road. Uh, it was always all about making sure essential workers could get to work and commercial truck traffic uh, could make their deliveries. And so uh, when we looked at the numbers, uh, we still saw a considerable number of fatalities. I think our, our fatal crashes uh, Last year in 2020, we had 305 fatalities and compared to the year before, we had 335 fatalities. And that uh, is not uh, consistent with the type of uh, reduction in traffic that we had seen. And I guess to, co to complicate it or to uh, amplify the, the message regarding commercial truck traffic, which is what uh, we're dealing with here, we had 57 fatal uh, crashes and fatal injuries resulting in, sorry, let me do it one more time. I'm just getting a little bit mixed up here. So, um, so in 2020, when we're focusing more on commercial truck traffic, 57 uh, people were killed in collisions involving commercial transport trucks. And, uh, and that is uh, certainly a concern for us uh, because when we look at the number of trucks out on the highways, there are is a lot of truck traffic, but they don't account for maybe the same percentage of uh, collisions. And uh, very often when a collision involves a transport truck, the risk of serious injury or uh, fatality are, are that much greater just because of the size, weight, momentum of these vehicles. Well, it, it's, you know, kind of sad to hear that despite the volume of the traffic that we would have seen during the pandemic, unfortunately, we still had, um, you know, over 300 loss of life, which is something that we want to try to raise awareness on and prevent those. And you know what, when I was reading some of those statistics released last uh, last week from the OPP, it was noted and it's, it's a reoccurring theme. We've got these top four factors, the four things that we know enforcement tends to focus on because they are the, the behaviors we're seeing out on the road that are you know, contributing to these crashes. And so let's let's talk a little bit more on some of those top four. Um, and I know I've heard you mention before that speed, we have impaired, uh, we have inattentive or distracting. And then the most surprising one for me still that I hear is the lack of seatbelt use. So let's start with that. I mean, the seatbelts, they've been in law for over 40 years. So how is it, you know, we're still seeing so many related to lack of use of the seatbelt? Yeah, and it's not always the uh, the drivers. Sometimes it may be passengers as well. You know, I know the uh, little alarms that go off in your vehicle that uh, keep uh, beeping uh, when you don't have your seatbelt on may 
may be the reason people put their seatbelts on to get rid of that annoying uh, buzzer. But uh, uh, we still see drivers, passengers, rear passengers as well, not wearing their seatbelts. Uh, also in, in ride shares, taxis, public transit, where there may not be seatbelts, but in, in passenger vehicles where they are equipped, they should be wearing the seatbelts. But there seems to be this um, you know, reluctance for people to put on their seatbelt when they're the, in the back seat of a vehicle, thinking they're all cocooned, all nice and safe and snug in the back of a vehicle. But if there's a collision, you don't realize how many uh, forces of gravity are going to be exerted in that collision. And if we have a, a, a crash pulse, uh, even a simple crash can easily go up to 50, 60, 70 Gs, peak Gs. And so if you imagine if you weigh you know, 100 pounds uh, at 50 Gs times 50, you're now 5,000 pounds or 10,000 pounds if you're 200, 200 pounds. And there is so much mass and so much energy in these collision events. You don't realize how dangerous it is. And there is no amount of love that a mother could hold a baby. You know, even a 10 pound baby will end up being, you know, 500 pounds uh, as that slips out of, uh, out of your arms. And so you need to have yourself uh, properly secured and buckled inside uh, a car seat, seat belt, or whatever's appropriate for your size, age, and weight. And uh, it really is sad that we see this all too often. You know, we had a serious collision rollover just a couple of nights ago that uh, I was dealing with and uh, the driver is lucky to be alive right now. Uh, he, uh, he was involved in this collision, but uh, it, it's still very traumatic and, and so many injuries, it's so preventable. Put on that seatbelt. It's not about the airbags and the safety cage, which is there to protect you, but the seatbelts keeps you in that spot so you can take advantage of those uh, safety systems that these vehicles uh, have become uh, you know, so, uh, so reliable in terms of their safety but again, you need to be buckled up properly. Thank you for that. And it, it's a good reminder. I mean, it, it seems strange um, to get into a vehicle, but uh, without putting, without buckling up. And we want to remind everybody, including, you know, like you say, those in the back seat, those who may be um, getting in for short durations, it's there. It's it's totally preventable. It will, will save your life if, if you're involved in a collision or can help to uh, prevent the severity. Uh, I'll tell you, I just, I talked to a woman who was involved in a collision as well. She had her seatbelt on and she was involved in a collision rollover and her vehicle rolled probably eight or 10 times. Uh, we actually have it on the dash cam. It is absolutely stunning to see that. And she came out of that with very minor injuries. She had a broken wrist and, and that was it. And had she not been wearing her seatbelt, I can pretty much assure you that she would be dead at this time. And uh, it really is just a simple, it's the best piece of insurance. So put it on. There are so many other issues that we deal with that are preventable and, and the seatbelt shouldn't even be an issue, but we still see it continuing to uh, linger. Right. And if you're just joining us, we are uh, meeting right now with OPP officer, Sergeant Kerry Schmidt, who is currently sitting on the side of the, of the highway taking this uh, call with us. So thank you so much for joining us. And we're talking about the top four and, the, and those risky driving behaviors that we're seeing so much of that are contributing to collisions on our highways and roadways. Um, so let's talk about impaired. And, and this is another one where we know some of the legislation has recently changed. Some of the rules have changed, um, you know, due to impairment, not from alcohol, because that's a, an old standing issue, but certainly with drugs um, and the legalization of cannabis, et cetera. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys are seeing out on the road when it comes to impairment. You know, it's funny, I've been t talking to officers out on the roads as well, and they are finding so many impaired driving 
uh, offenses, occurrences uh, recently, even during the pandemic. And I don't know where people are going to drink or why they're uh, impaired, but you know, officers seem to have uh, noticed an increase, and maybe that's what they're uh, they're they're coming across more often with less traffic out on the roads. We're still doing uh, ride checks and 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 ensuring people sobriety at. Uh, uh, at investigations all the time. Uh, last year, again, we had 51 people die in collisions that were alcohol or drug related. And uh, there's some new legislation as well that uh, allows us to provide mandatory alcohol screening, roadside tests you know, to anyone who we lawfully stop. So anytime you're stopped by an officer, you know, they may very well ask you to blow into a device and to, to get a breath sample to see whether or not uh, you have exceeded the allowable amount of alcohol. Now, if you're a graduated driver, a novice or young driver, there's zero tolerance uh, and zero allowed amount of alcohol that you can have in your system and drugs as well. If you're impaired by anything, uh, you should not be on the roads. You know, when you are a fully graduated uh, G driver, yes, there is a certain amount that is allowed, but again, anytime you put something into your system, it's changing your ability to react uh, timely and have that uh, full presence and awareness of your surroundings. And anything that decreases your um, reaction times is putting yourself in jeopardy because we've all seen how quickly traffic can go from highway speed, full, uh, full, full flow, to all of a sudden having it come to a grinding halt. And if you're not paying attention, you know, because of impairment, because of fatigue or because of distraction, you know, all those driving behaviors look very similar to one another. And, and that is again, uh, on the driver to make sure that they are in full control of their vehicles because the most important person in a vehicle is that driver. And if you're not uh, able to drive that vehicle with your full control and with your full awareness and presence, uh, you're putting yourself in huge jeopardy along with everybody else on the highway. Yeah, right. And and also uh, the legislation has, you know, zero tolerance for commercial drivers as well, right? That's right. Yeah. So, you know, with a, with a young novice and graduate, of course, the commercial drivers as well, uh, zero tolerance for anyone operating a, 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 an A or D or a class of vehicle that uh, you know, requires their full attention. And that's where we see these collisions. When there's a collision involving a transport truck or a large vehicle, the potential for injuries is that much greater. And so uh, the responsibility on these professional drivers, uh, they're held to a higher standard as well. And they need to understand their responsibilities to making sure that they are safe for the highway. One other thing that I think perhaps I've heard a little bit more in the news lately during the pandemic which is definitely surprising is the speed and the aggressive driving and, and the terminology of the stunt driving and the street racing. And, and it seemed to be on the rise uh, with lower traffic volumes because of the pandemic. So what, what is it that you guys are seeing out there now? Well, yeah, speeding and aggressive driving right when the pandemic kicked in last year, uh, we saw a huge reduction in traffic. And, and all of a sudden, instead of just finding uh, stunt drivers and, and aggressive drivers late at night on the weekends on, on less, traveled highways we were seeing them throughout the day midday weekdays where uh, the traffic volumes were uh, lighter the highway was open all of a sudden people are seeing this as an opportunity to take advantage uh, of uh, the highways and uh, push their vehicles to uh, a speed that is completely 
irresponsible. We had a driver going over 300 kilometers an hour that uh, driver was stopped, vehicle was impounded. Uh, it was a routine traffic stop that uh, ended well, but uh, that driver is still before the courts to uh, answer to those offenses. We had a driver as well, yeah, just last week, uh, 221 kilometers per hour. You know, crazy speeds. When you're going about 30 meters a second or thereabouts at the speed limit, uh, and you double that, and you're now going uh, 60 meters or, or, or thereabouts uh, every second, for, the, for drivers to understand what's happening and how quickly they're closing on another vehicle or how much another vehicle is closing on them. If they turn out of an intersection, change lanes in front of them, there may be no opportunity to escape. And when it comes to uh, other sizes of vehicles, motorcycles, uh, you know, sports cars, sharing the road with transport trucks. We had another incident where uh, a driver driving you know, excessively fast, uh, for some reason didn't recognize that there was a transport truck driving along at the speed limit in the right lane. And unfortunately the driver uh, slammed right into the back of the uh, transport truck. He was killed in that collision. And, and um, it should not have been, you know, there, there needs to be that awareness but obviously when you have that kind of closing speed, those impacts are massive. And uh, it really is tragic that officers get called to this and, and first responders are there trying to uh, you know, investigate, figure out what took place and then prevent that from happening again. And, and that's where communications and, and awareness, and I'm so th grateful for you to be putting on this uh, podcast as well to get that awareness out so people understand the consequences of poor decisions and they may not think it's going to happen to them uh, but when all of a sudden they're in a situation they can't get out of you know it's just a matter of milliseconds before uh, tragedy could strike yeah and we know that with the increased speed tends to be the increased the severity right of the the outcome so it's something not only is the fines and penalties i know the enforcement has gone up to try to tackle that issue um demerit points or vehicle impoundment um those are all severe severe consequences but certainly the ultimate one would be injury or fatality and we want to prevent that and important for everyone to be following the speed adjusting your speed you know especially weather road conditions change so dramatically so fast so we want to be conscious of that for sure yeah, like how do you share the road with one another and, and dealing with winter weather and less than ideal conditions, maybe in the rain, people are going to be maybe more hypersensitive and, and alert to the situation. But when it's a beautiful sunny day and the roads are dry, often people will become a little more lulled and complacent with their actions and not realizing how much, uh, you know, their actions play in, in how safe the highways are. And when we get a collision on dry roads, clear skies, sunny days like this, you know, the outcomes can be even more dramatic and tragic. And that's why, you know, again, it just, it, it comes down to drivers being in full awareness of their situation. We don't have autonomous vehicles. We don't have self-driving vehicles uh, just yet. We're getting close, uh, but until such time, and who's ever in that uh, driver's seat needs to have their hands on the wheel, uh, their uh, their eyes on the road and their mind uh, aware of what's happening around them and use your mirrors and be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and I think that leads in nicely to the next topic that we know is is definitely a growing concern is the distracted driving or inattentive driving is, is also the same terminology. And, and as you mentioned, you know, you need to be focused on the road, hands on the wheel, eyes on the road, mind on the task 
is very important. So, and it's not always distracted by a cell phone. And I mean, we hear a lot about it, but we know there's other distractions too. So what are some of those things you're seeing when it comes to inattentive or distracted driving? Well, again, cell phones are probably the biggest uh, source of uh, frustration. We see it all the time. We see that, uh, you know, the public sees it. You're at a red light and the light turns green and the person in front of you has their head pointed down in their lap and you know they're on their phone and, and they're just unaware of it. They think that's okay. Well, it's not. You know, anytime your vehicle is on the highway, whether you're moving or not, if you're holding a handheld communication device, you're liable uh, for the offense of distracted driving. And again, we see it on the highways. We see almost see it even more in rush hour, stop and go traffic. When traffic is slow, people think there's less risk to, uh, to themselves and, and what are they gonna do with their time? Well, let's just check our text messages and see what else is going on in the world. Well, that's the exact wrong place to do it because you go forward and all of a sudden traffic stops and you're done. Now, again, there's been increased penalties in the distracted driving laws recently in Ontario, which, re which uh, results in automatic three-day license suspension anytime uh, you are convicted of the offense. So, you know, that's upon conviction. When we're talking back about uh, aggressive driving uh, and stunt driving and street racing, there is an automatic sanction of a seven-day license suspension and a seven-day vehicle impound at the time of the offense. That is not the penalty for the offense. The, the penalty function uh, comes later on in the conviction in court, and that just stops the continuation of that offense. And so the, some people may think a seven-day suspension and vehicle impound may be light in terms of penalty. Well, that's not the penalty. That's just to stop it. The penalty comes later, which can come up to $10,000. Uh, just as uh, distracted driving, you know, automatic three-day license suspension, uh, $490 ticket at the side of the road, and uh, it can go up from there to thousands of dollars as well. So, uh, and again, that's where we have seen this huge increase in, um, in deaths and fatalities. And it's not just cell phones. It can be papers and books. We've seen people doing all kinds of crazy things in the vehicles that, uh, you know, should not have any place in a vehicle. And, uh, you know, again, how do truck drivers or long distance drivers pass the time? You know, they're sitting in their, in their vehicle for eight, 10 hours at a time. You know, you can only, you know, it's beautiful scenery out there. The job is driving and you can't start filling that time by watching movies and, and texting and, and being on your phone and playing games. Cause we've seen all those kinds of behaviors uh, from uh, drivers of all sorts. Uh, commuters and, and long distance drivers as well. Yeah. And I think that's an important piece here. We always talk about, you know, people wanting to multitask and, and being able to do something to pass the time while I'm driving. I'm on this commute that happens all the, all the time. It, you become very complacent, but really nobody's good at multitasking when it comes to driving. You have to focus on one task and that task needs to be driving and operating that piece of equipment safely because you ultimately at the end of the day you're sharing the road with other road users you're not only responsible for your own safety but for those around you right and that's important and i know we're trying to as an association at ihsa we're trying to create that awareness and that social piece that says like distracted or inattentive driving it's not acceptable it's not something that we should be able to tolerate we should be able to you know convey to whether i'm in the vehicle with another um a driver and, and they're picking up their phone or they're toggling their their music or plugging in their device you know to say hey you know what let's focus on the road right you need to you need to really target in on that task and 
So one of the things that I just say has worked on in the last couple of years, and I know, um, you know, through safety partners like the OPP, we're trying to create that social message. We want individuals to get home at the safe, at, safely at the end of the day. And unfortunately, the Ontario stats in workplaces show that motor vehicle incidents are the leading cause of worker fatalities. So distracted driving, we know is one of those behaviors. It's completely preventable. We need to change the, the outcomes and, and allow people to know that we need to manage those risks when we're driving. It is a highly functionally demanding job. Uh, so don't multitask, don't do other things. And so we did put together a series of um, social awareness. We had a radio ad that uh, ran in 2020 to try to create that uh, message and that piece that it, you know, it's easy to be distracted, but you do need to focus on the road. And so I encourage our listeners today, if they haven't checked out some of those resources, because we did put together um, employer toolkit, so safety talk, there's posters, there's safety tips, we have free no charge e-learning course. Um, there's a variety of information there to help manage the risk, in particular, how to prevent distracted driving. So please, we encourage you to check that out at ihsa.ca forward slash drive safe. You're listening to IHSA Safety Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for our first episode with OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt. Join us again as we continue with episode two, tips for sharing the road with large trucks. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Each year, about 5,000 IHSA Supervisor Logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. IHSA thanks the members of the Labour Management Network and Advisory Councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this Supervisor Logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. Or visit ihsa.ca. That's ihsa.ca.